And now you're listening to Perkins and Spiegel on 670 to score. Jason Goff will be in studio in half an hour. Speaks gives us the 27th best ball player or favorite ball player of the last 30 years, his 30 seasons of Chicago baseball, counting it down at 445 every day. But uh, you said you had seen some and heard some confusion as to what the Cubs were doing with the back end of their rotation. Very early in spring training, and really hinted at even before that, it has become apparent that the fifth starter job is up for grabs. Well, can we talk can we talk a little bit prior to that though? Yeah. Like who's the one? The one Marcus Stroman? I think is Marcus Stroman. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamison Tyone got the opening day start, but we'll see. I think that would surprise me just with the seniority and everything, but Stroman, in, in terms of tenure with the team. But. Call it Stroman. Tyone is two. Mm-hmm. Then where do we go? Justin Steele, I think, okay. is, is three. Because I don't think you can count on Kyle Hendricks. I've seen some write-ups talk about Hendricks. Hendricks is not going to be here on opening day. No, I, I think you could also, for the sake of variety, see Justin Steele go two and Stroman or Tyone go three. So you go righty, young lefty with swing and miss stuff. Okay. Back to the other righty. Four? Drew Smiley. Okay. So there's your four. Right. And it's not because I, I some of the write-ups mention Hendricks. And, and 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 I think that is super optimistic, but there is no guarantee whatsoever he's not even off a of mound yet. I, I yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think that Kyle Hendricks will be active and until May, if that. At the absolute earliest. I hope Kyle Hendricks pitches in a Cubs uniform again. And I'm not saying that with any insider information, but it's been so long yeah. that I don't think you can rely on it yet even though he says he feels healthy and and all that stuff all right so so, 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 those, so that, those, those, those are the four those are the four and then five is up for grabs principally between adrian sampson who figured something out in his last minor league stint last year came up and was really good um in his last i think six starts it was as a cub and then hayden wesneski who they got from the yankees for scott efros who has looked really good uh, when when he was up last year. And he's intriguing because he's got swing and miss stuff. There's, right. there, there's a, a, a strikeout threat as a big-time power arm. So those two guys are fighting for five. And then there's Caleb Killian. There's the eventual Kyle Hendricks. There are some other guys. But that fifth spot is very much up for grabs. And the Hayden Wesniewski stuff is one of the guys that some of the, 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 the Jet has mentioned that – some of the beat writers are profiling. It's like, he's the swing factor. He's the X factor. He's the upside guy. Like, mm-hmm. if someone's going to way outperform expectations this year and the Cubs are going to be better, what's going to have happened? Oh, it's going to be because Hayden Wesneski is going to be an awesome find who the Cubs develop and, and, and maximize his good stuff and potential. Yeah, that, that's a very important guy in that regard, and I think they also believe that Steele can possibly uh, step up in a big, big way, and maybe that'll happen I mean, Steele was already that, man. He was. Steele was second on the team in innings, and mm-hmm. he had a 3-1-8 ERA last year in 24 starts. Like, really Ste- good. Now, I'm not saying it's not five years of a body of work or anything like that, mm-hmm. but he, he led the team in strikeouts. He had a low three ERA, and he was second on the team in innings pitched. Like, Justin Steele is trending towards being – 
a rotation piece who is a developmental piece and a huge win for the pitching infrastructure of the Cubs. Yeah, I, I think I think that that is certainly fair to say. So then there's others, um, whether it's Javier Assad um, or maybe Ben Brown is a guy they got from Philly for Robertson, probably too early for him. But there's there's some people get a look, some people excited about Cam Sanders and a, and a couple other starting pieces. But that's your pool. Don't mention Adbert Alzali or Keegan Thompson as possible starters because very early in camp and as hinted at at the convention, it became apparent that those guys are in the bullpen, period. So so Keegan Thompson, I get why it confuses people because he had 17 starts last year. That's a lot of starts. And he was third on the team in innings. Yep. But, yeah, you weren't there because you were faking six so that you could do your business panel convention <laughs> thing. But so as I had Thanks to, for remembering the proper context. I had, to, I had to hold it down solo. And so, yeah, had, had David. <laughs> had, yeah, yeah, right. You were coughing. <laughs> Is that my, that's my cough from the business panel? From the business panel. Remember, we talk like, about all sorts of topics, <laughs> but we do talk about players. That cough courtesy of Marquis, by the way. We should always. That was on, that was on live television when Speaks Fake Sick missed you know, the Friday radio show and the Thursday show. Isn't the cough like proof that I was actually sick? No, you, you coughed once at the very end of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Just as like a, as a nod to us to be like, see guys, I didn't need to do the show. <laughs> do you know what like people who are faking sick lung. do? They cough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you got it. You got it down. So remember when Speaks fake sick missed Cubs convention, so that. he could do the panel with uh, Crane Kenny and the the business people over at the Cubs. Bastards. Uh, well, we were working. And we had. Wait, did you just call Crane Kenny a bastard? No, I did not. <laughs> Crane. No, I think you Crane. might have. No, it was it was Colin Faulkner who was on that panel oh, well, as that well. Makes sense. That guy. That's, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Not nice. It, it makes sense though. Uh, that's our partner. So WCUB. So we were working. Thanks for tweeting at me today. And uh, David Ross came on the show. Yeah. As did Jed Hoyer. We'll start with Rossi, and he was asked by by the person who was working about, man, you got like an unconventional pitching staff potentially. You might be managing some games unconventionally. What are you going to be doing? Well, I think the, for the first time since I've been here, even as a player, there's more depth in the like you've mentioned already in the pitching department. So um, you're going to have guys in AAA waiting for their opportunity for either a guy that needs a break or somebody gets banged up or. Um, you know, some things, get, you know, things don't go some, somebody's way. You're going to have somebody to, to go to. We didn't have that last year, and it showed really early with all the injuries we yeah. had with Smiley and Shro and, um, you know, Wade, all those guys uh, getting banged up. So being able to have somebody waiting down there and pitching and working still on their craft, but if something goes wrong, we'll have that. I think as far as the bullpen goes, uh, I don't think we're still finished in that area, but it, it will be a little unconventional. But I think every year we've adjusted. Uh, like when my, you know, one of my first years when Kimbrel kind of got off track, and we went to uh, uh, JJ, and um, you know he ended up closing out some games with us while while Craig worked back. And uh, Keegan Thompson was a huge piece for us last year in bridging the gap and giving us a reset on some of those guys we would use for four days, and we could just let him go two to three innings and even close out games. Um, it's going to be different. I remember looking into you know you look back at the end of last year and you know mark Leiter got three saves for us because of how we yeah. ended up mapping things out he's 91 with the splits like it's not overpowering stuff but we got there with some unconventional ways and we get to the ninth and, and he closes it out for for three w's for us. so um i think 
you look at the roster when you get it and who's pitching well and you constantly adjust that and what's working. Um, we may bridge it sometimes in multiple innings or uh, we may not. I, it, it's just about who's available, who's sore. It's a, it's a very much day-to-day um, It's a day-to-day uh, kind of piece uh, puzzle we put together. The end of that is really important. It's a day-to-day puzzle piece, and it always has been. Um, but nowadays, the puzzle that you're putting together often has multiple innings that have to be thought about. And the question is, and I think Ross told you why the Cubs are one of the organizations that lean towards answering it this way, is with option B. And option B is a bulk reliever who's available twice a week for two to three innings each time. Maybe three to four innings each time. And not just in like mop-up duty, blowout type situations. Right. Or a fifth starter who's available once a week for, you hope, five or six innings. Same number of innings that you're covering for the same pitcher, but it's two different games where you can throw somebody at the issue, and it could be a big issue. Maybe it's strategically chosen, like you're using an opener, and then you go to the bulk guy. Or maybe somebody gets beat up, and you have to go to your bulk guy. Or maybe you go to this bulk guy when you're in a tight game, and then you're winning, and you want to keep him for an extra couple innings until you get to the advantageous matchup. They're so locked in on every matchup and every inning and every batter and every day that having a guy like Keegan Thompson or Albert Alzale available for two bulk jobs in the course of a week is frankly more valuable than the fifth starter, especially with how quickly starters get pulled out of games these days, especially fifth starters who you don't necessarily trust yet. So what I've heard, Danny, is like people, our colleague David Hall with Bruce Levine on Inside the Clubhouse, as I was listening the other day, um, and, and I've heard other people say, why are Alzali and Keegan Thompson in the bullpen already? Why wouldn't you give them a chance to, because the old days of this fifth starter being more valuable than the long reliever, those days are dead for the smartest organizations in baseball. The long reliever is no longer the sixth or seventh best starter. He's the arm that suits that role best, which you use strategically in a bunch of different ways. Does that mean they're going to be using openers or will someone be named it? I I got a question on that based on the stats from last year, and we're going to hear Jed Hoyer on this very concept coming up also from the show that you skipped uh, before Jason Goff comes in studio. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. 